Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, this is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast. What is going on, guys? We are finally, finally back. This is the newest episode of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. I am your host, Dale Lippin, back once again with the co-host of all co-hosts, Soup. What is up, man? Uh, nothing much. Uh, I feel a little lost tonight. It is Thursday evening. Um, we There's always a Monday night game or a Thursday night NFL game on while we're recording. Thursday night football's over. I'm trying to get into the swing of the playoff schedule of having like Saturday and Sunday games. So no more Thursday night football. Um, I actually dozed off and fell asleep for the first time before midnight and like I couldn't tell you how long so I was bored tonight um but <laughs> not uh, no longer I'm here I'm ready to go uh, I know we have a lot of stuff to cover um it's gonna be a wild show there's some different stuff uh some different kind of bets that we've never even touched on before so I'm excited yeah so Two things I want to say real quick. One, I mean, some of you will have had access to some of the Tuesday show that was but is no more. Um, we initially published it, and almost immediately we were getting uh, feedback from people that were saying that, you know, the audio was, wasn't was synced up or they were having issues. Now, some of you had no issues at all whatsoever. So some of what you hear tonight, or rather today, might be a little bit repetitive because we're going to cover some of the same wagers, but I have a pretty good feeling that for most of you, this is going to be brand new content. Uh, it was just, we, I've, I've had some sort of technical issue. We're working on it. You know, appreciate everybody's patience. I know this is two weeks in a row without a Tuesday touchback episode. And uh, I apologize for that, but there is some things that we're going to cover in this episode in particular, the, Christmas giveaway is going to be pushed to next week. Um, initially on the Tuesday show, we had announced that we were going to be doing a giant giveaway. In order to be eligible for that giveaway, you needed to follow us on Instagram. Now, obviously, you did not know that because we pulled the episode. So here it is now, me telling you that if you want to be eligible to be part of the mystery grand giveaway next week, week where we will announce the sh the, sh the winner on Friday's show. You have to follow us on Instagram. That's it. No tag three friends, do 10 ju jumping jacks and send a blood sample. None of that stuff. All you got to do is just follow us on Instagram. Somebody will be chosen at random and you will receive the grand prize mystery gift celebrating our first, uh, first year, not first total year, but first, you know, I guess you would say launch year, calendar year, calendar year, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, we're celebrating new year, uh, new format, new, everything's coming out. We're big things ahead in the new year. And to celebrate that, we're going to do a big giveaway. So in order to be eligible for that, again, just follow us on Instagram, Fistful of Cash Podcast. That's all you got to do. All right, man. 
we got a lot to cover this week and we've got even more to cover next week. Next week's going to be a longer episode because we're not doing anything for Christmas Day, correct? Correct, yeah. Because um, we we record Monday nights and that's Christmas Eve. Uh, so I will I, I will not be available uh, on the evening of Christmas Eve. So we've been setting the bar kind of high as far as how many free wagers that we're giving. Uh, and this week and next week will elevate the bar and then elevate it even higher. I think next week's episode's probably going to be our most amount of free picks ever between UFC pay-per-view, bowl games, and NFL. I don't see how we could possibly slam more picks into it than that. Yeah, I mean, bowl season is it's in full swing right now. But uh, the end of next week with the actual, you know, games that people people were interested in, the West Virginia-Texas game, the Florida-Michigan game, obviously your college football playoff games. Um, there's there's so many good games next weekend. Uh, Purdue-Auburn. Um, so, yeah, we'll be covering a an absolute ton of bowl games. You have the final week of the NFL. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot next weekend. Real quick before we get into picks, I got to tell you about something I saw today. Um, so, like, I'm trying not to sound like a psychopath when I say this, but, like, whenever you're driving down the road sometimes and you see, like, something laying off the side of the road that's sort of body-shaped, do you ever, like, do a double take to see if it, like, like see if it is actually a body like a jogger or a biker that got whacked? No, no not really. Um, okay. I, don't, <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I was driving down the road and was like, oh, shit, that's a dead body. Well, I don't, I'm not saying I thought that, but I'm saying like, you know, okay. So sometimes a deer will get hit and it will lay with its legs towards the tree line as opposed to out towards the road or actually be on the road. And it, it looks when you're traveling 70 miles an hour, as if maybe there could be something like, anyway, that doesn't matter. You're making me sound like a serial killer here. The, the issue, the thing I saw today though, that freaked me out, it was, you know, I'm not rattled easily, but um, I'm sitting there and I'm just outside of Savannah, Georgia. And so what people don't realize is like, you know, they think of Savannah as like this historic city, but there's a lot of Savannah that's like, um, it's pretty much, well, it's the ghetto. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of parts of Savannah that you would not want to leave your car doors unlocked. Anyway, so I'm going into the Savannah area and the entrance from Savannah where I'm coming from in Beaufort, South Carolina, which I know you're familiar with Beaufort. So don't tell me you're not, um, that it, it sort of brings you in the back way to Savannah. Anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm in traffic and I look off to the side and there is a, a, a dog, a stray dog, like the size of yours. And okay, whatever it's, it's you know, it's, it's a neighborhood like this. There's a, there's a stray dog, whatever. And this dog is straight up. Like looks like Cujo, like it's covered in mange and it's got blood all over it like it's like a uh like a white and caramel colored dog and it's soaked in like that deep dark red blood you know what i'm talking about 
like how yes. when blood dries, it takes like that red brown. It's covered and it's like off the side of the road. And I can see this thing. It's like right at the edge of like a berm. And I can see it dipping its head down and then lifting its head up. And it's like its whole face is shiny with blood. And I for real thought that this dog was like eating a person. But it was a stray dog that was eating a deer that had gotten hit. So like it's something straight out of like a like a weird horror movie, you know, like the foreshadowing of a horror movie when they go into a town or something like that. Um, this, this like random stray dog was just feasting on this like decaying deer carcass. Uh, it was, it was gross, man. And like I said, it was unsettling. Very weird. So basically what you're telling me is you felt like you were in the leftovers with the wild pack of dogs attacking the giant deer. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot you're watching the leftovers right now. Yes. That's exactly what I felt like. Right. And you didn't just get out of your car and pull out your 30 out six and blow the, no. the dog's head off? No, no, no. By the time that I realized what I was even seeing, I was driving away. Okay. So, like, it wasn't until I was, like, past it that I, like, was starting. You know how, like, you do that? You'll, you'll, something will happen and it won't be till like, minutes or even, the like, the rest of the day you, like, sort of process what you saw. And then I saw, you know, it also reminded me, too, like, how close, or, you know, we're not that far removed from, like, nature. You know what I mean? Like, it makes me think that, like, this is, like, super morbid that, like, if you kick the bucket or anybody kicked the bucket and you were in your house, like, like these, like these, like these hoarders that die in their house with, like, a hundred cats, you know, the cats are trying to eat them after a while. If nobody comes and finds them, the cats are trying to eat them. That's so wild to me that it's like that. And, you know, it's just like this hungry stray dog made it just far enough out the city limits and found where a deer had gotten hit and was just like feasting upon this deer. Like as if it was like, it like it had returned to its ancestral roots and was just destroying this deer. I don't know, man. It just freaked me out. It's been sort of sticking with me all day. I, I don't know. It's ugh, gives me the creeps anyway. All right. College football. Um, there is a game, the, the, you know, both of us being prior military, uh, we like to, you know, pay tribute to the prior military or military active duty and prior, uh, our veterans and first responders, also teachers, nurses, and everybody else that doesn't give, get enough credit. Uh, if you're out there and you have a job where you don't get enough credit, you know, we, we appreciate you, uh, from the guys that make my tacos at Taco Bell to, uh, the ladies that, that change the sheets in the hotels. You are appreciated. We appreciate you. Uh, but this is not about that we are talking about sports betting and we are talking about college bowl games. And there is a college bowl game, the first responders bowl. And in that we've got Boston college versus Boise state, Boise state's a two point favorite coming in minus minus one thirty-five on the money line under over under is at 55 and a half soup. What do you like about this game? I like Boise in this game. Um, it's, it comes down to simply this uh, in Boston College's seven wins. They ran for 200 yards in every single game. Boise State, Boise's defense is damn good. They're very good against the run. They only let up about 112 yards a game against the run. So if they can shut down Boston College's run game, which I fully expect them to do, they win this game. Uh, Rippian's playing uh, Boise State's quarterback. He's trying to improve his uh, draft stock. So he's got something to play for here. Not a lot of guys have something to play for come bowl season. You're going to see a lot of guys sitting out because their draft stock's already solidified. But in what I think is a decently deep quarterback class, 
Uh, there's a lot of experts out there that are iffy on this quarterback class. They don't really see a, you know, a proven talent, a lot of guys with potential and upside, but, the, but uh, as far as that's concerned, there's a lot of uh, ability to move and to rise uh, in the draft stock. So I expect him to play well. And I expect, I expect Boise's defense to be able to shut down Boston college's run game. And I think they cover the two points. So we're playing the we're playing the Boise State minus two then. Yeah. Okay. I want to touch on something you said there about the 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 drafts uh, and being weak in the in the quarterback department. How much of it do you think is that as opposed to there's not as much light being shown on it this year because there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that are looking uh, for a franchise quarterback to start over. You know, last year you had you had five or six teams that were looking to rebuild, to restart, find that franchise quarterback. So there was a lot of eyes on that. This year, there's not really like that. So I don't know necessarily know that the quarterback class is so weak so much as it is they're not in need. It's not a it, it's a uh, you know the market's not strong for them right now. Would you agree with that? No, I do agree with you. Um, there's. I'm going to go ahead what? and mark that down. You you agree with me on something. Right. So you've Jacksonville needs a quarterback, obviously. They have Blake Bortles. Jacksonville, um, the Giants. Oh, there's... Washington. I think yes. Washington. Okay, yes. Washington. Just the Jacksonville, the Giants, and Washington. All three of those teams needs, need quarterbacks. So that at max, you're going to... I think that's the most. I think at max, you're going to see three quarterbacks go in the first round. Um. I think, and I said this months ago, so Jacksonville's going to have a higher draft pick than the Giants. I think Jacksonville goes to Wayne Haskins. Um, I think he has the highest ceiling when it comes to NFL prospects. Um, I think he might remind them a lot of, you know, maybe a David Garrard uh, body style player, you know, a bigger quarterback with a strong arm with decent mobility you really um, dug for that one i mean it, well i'm relating it though player they used to have you know a byron Leftwich. you know both those oh, guys gosh. played for jacksonville and haskins has the same body build of both of them the same arm talent as both of those guys um but what i was getting at is i said months ago that justin herbert was going to be a new york football giant and it's lining up perfect for him to go to them in the top 10. I think they go Justin Herbert, and then Washington could take a guy like Drew Locke. Um, I think those will probably be the three top quarterbacks that go. So, but that, I mean, you've got Gardner Minshew, um, you've got Will Greer. There's a, I think there's a lot of potential at quarterback. It could be a bust year. But I think there is the potential at quarterback. I'll be excited to see what happens with the combine and see uh, you know who moves and who, who makes ripples and, and and things like that. So, uh, all right. So that's the only college game we're going to cover this weekend, as far as on the show goes. Uh, so let's switch over to some NFL picks real quick here. Uh, a game that you and I are in absolute agreement about here: the Ravens versus the Chargers. So you got the Ravens uh, 
four-point underdogs coming in at plus 180, and the over-under right now is at 43-and-a-half. What do you like about this game? I like the under. Um, I I like the Chargers defense. We've picked a decent bit of Chargers unders this year. Uh, I think we only missed on one, and that's when they went off for like 40-something points. Um, Baltimore obviously has a good defense. And no Keenan Allen for the Chargers. Well, Keenan Allen's questionable, but Keenan Allen gets hurt. He's probably the only player in the NFL. Ah, there's two. Sean Lee and Keenan Allen, probably the only two players in the NFL get hurt more than Gronk. Um, so I don't expect Keenan Allen to play. I probably, I know they're fighting for the division, but I think if it comes down to 50-50, he'll probably sit out just to get healthy for the playoffs because they are in the playoffs. Um, and Baltimore is a very run-heavy team, which controls the clock. It's going to be a lot of Lamar Jackson on the ground, a lot of Gus Edwards on the ground, a lot of Kenneth Dixon on the ground. So I think this game, I think this game hits the under forty-three and a half. I think the Chargers squeak out a win, but Baltimore's playing everybody tough, man. They're both these both these teams are run-heavy, stop-the-run kind of teams. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a a, a good old slobber knocker. Right, right. Honestly, my thing is I just don't know where the points are going to come from. Um, like you alluded to with Keenan Allenby. And the Chargers have a very underrated run defense. I And I don't, you know, is Flacco playing or is it going to be Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson, yeah. I mean, Right, so if, if what, what are they going to do? They're going to run the ball. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the Chargers have a decent run defense. There's going to be a lot of clock chewed up in this game is what is, is the ultimate point I'm going to get at here. Uh, possessions are going to run long. A lot of clock is going to be consumed. I don't doubt that it won't, it, you know, it could definitely be a competitive game. Sure. Why not? You, like you said, Baltimore's running or playing everybody tough. I just don't know where the points are going to come from. And even if Baltimore's not scoring, the chargers don't really blow anybody out. Um, so, you know, you could see this game end at like a 27, 14 or something like that. No, no problem. Uh, and it'd still be a, a decent win for the chargers. Uh, you know, fairly competitive, maybe a garbage time touchdown or something like that. But I like the I like the under in this game a lot. Yeah, so. it shouldn't be. It's going to be close, but I, it's it's tough to take. It it's tough to take unders this low, but we did it last week in the Jacksonville. Um, it was thirty six and a half. I actually made a personal bet. I took the alternate line in the Jacksonville Washington game of under twenty nine and a half at a plus three hundred. It ended 16-13. So you, you see low-scoring games all the time. Um, it's just not the most appealing and entertaining thing to take in under like this. But I, I believe this will be a competitive game, and I think it's going to come down to something like 20-17 to 17 or 21-17 or something. Either way, either team could win this game by three or four points in a low-scoring game. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so – like you said, unders aren't all that fun because you're sitting there waiting or watching, hoping teams won't score. But a, an under that you can work a little bit more with is the Steelers-Saints under, uh, coming in at 53 currently. Uh, Pittsburgh's five-and-a-half-point underdog coming in plus 210, but the over-under, like I said, is at 53. And if I'm not mistaken, we're on board with the under on that game as well, correct? Yeah, man. The Saints, they're 12-2, the they're, they're and, and it's it's – the polar opposite of the beginning of the season. Beginning of the season, their offense was lights out and their defense looked like they threw 11 Helen Kellers out there. 
but they've completely changed and now their defense is unbelievable they were good last year i think it took some time to get healthy um but they're they let up what nine to carolina 14 to tampa 13 to dallas seven uh 17 to atlanta and seven to philadelphia so the most they've let up in the last five games is 17 points um right on the other side Pittsburgh's defense really showed me something last week against New England. I expect a similar game plan when it comes to the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. James Conner's out. I expect a heavy Jalen Samuels attack. Um, pound the ball. Let let him pick up six, you know, six yards. Little dump passes to him. It fifty two seems really high to me. I know both these offenses have the potential. You've got AB, you've got Juju, you've got Vance McDonald. And on the Saints side, you've got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. And so I know there's the weapons. Both quarterbacks obviously can throw for five touchdowns on any given night. But I think both defenses are playing too well. I like the under here. Um, so Cam Jordan, Saints defensive end, pro bowler. Right. Came, came out today. He uh, was asked by a reporter, and he came out today and said that he does not think Big Ben is a top five quarterback of his generation, and he would put Eli Manning above Big Ben. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I, he's wrong. I don't think he's, he's wrong. I don't think Ben's top five of his generation, but Eli is not above him. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking. I just I, it's not it's not so much that Ben's top five as it is Eli is not better better on however you're going to rank that above Ben. Uh, it, uh, oh gosh, I don't I don't really know how to wade into that. Um, I'll just say that that's his take. It's not mine. We'll right. go with that. <laughs> I have nothing. I have I have no comment when it comes to that. Uh, I'm not the biggest Big Ben fan, so I'm I'm slowly gonna back away from that in the sense that I I feel like Ben could have been top five if he would have uh, one learned how to throw you know get rid of the damn ball as opposed to just getting sacked constantly um, and his frustration interceptions really bug me. Uh, he's I don't like how easily rattled he can get, and I also don't like that whenever he's frustrated, he's more uh, he he can't dial it back in. Like once he's off, he stays off. He's not going to bring it back. Right. right. So well, I I, look, I, I think that separates. Way. I look at it this way: saying Ben's not top five is not really a huge, you know, he's not really throwing shade at him because you've got Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's going to tell you Ben's better than Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. Nobody's going to tell you Ben's better than Tom Brady. Peyton Manning. I, you know what I mean? Um, right. Brett Favre. Brett Favre has – Brett Favre, I think, what he retired in 2010. Ben came in the league in 2004. So Ben played half his career while Brett Favre was in the league. So Brett Favre would be considered a quarterback of Ben's generation, first ballot Hall of Famer, and Drew Brees. All five of those guys are the type of guys – that when it comes to the Hall of Fame, whoever's representing them when they do the vote, they you know you stand up, you say their name, and you sit back down because they're getting in guaranteed first ballot and unanimous. So it's 
it's not a bad, you know, if Ben's number six or seven, that's still a tremendous career. Ben's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's going to happen. He's got two Super Bowls. You know, he, he's got the touchdown numbers. He's probably the hardest quarterback of all time to tackle when he extends plays, which hurts his team sometimes. But Cam Jordan saying Eli Manning's better than Ben is just ridiculous. Cam Jordan's a Jalen Ramsey type. He's a troll. He's just there to get under players' skin. And uh, and Ben's one of those players that you can get under his skin. And he takes stuff very personal. So I think, I mean, it, like, that could affect his game. He might try and put on a show. And that's not what the Steelers need. They need Ben to stay under control this weekend. So... I think it'll be a good game. It's a lot. I mean, the playoff implications on this game are huge. Saints fighting for the yep. one seed. Steelers need to win the division to get in. So this this game is massive. All right, let's move it on. Uh, Chiefs versus Seahawks. Chiefs two and a half point favorite coming in minus one forty five. Over unders at fifty four and a half. What do you like? Chiefs minus two and a half. Um, Patrick Mahomes, man, he's gonna be all hopped up on that hunts. So. Yeah, let's talk about this for. Hold on, let's just let's camp on this for a second. You disgusting fuck you, um, <laughs> you fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, I'm t- dude. Listen to me. It it is one thing to ruin. Th- okay, think about this. You're a cow, right? And you don't know that you're a cow. You're just existing, and then you suffer a brutal death. But maybe you don't. Maybe you're a cow. You maybe you're a cow of self awareness, and you take pride in the fact that one day you're going to become a delicious steak, right? And 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 all these other things. And, and just imagine that consciousness exists from a cow to a steak uh, to a to a plate or to a grill, and then you know onto a plate and gets served at you know whatever Ruth Chris Steakhouse or whatever some other high end steakhouse. I don't even know. You know whatever something that's not a chain. And Patrick Mahomes is sitting there, and he asks for ketchup. And you're like, "Oh, well, maybe he maybe he got some uh, some potato wedges or something, you know, or well, fancy fancy French fries or palm frites. They're not uh, they're not French fries. They're palm frites, which is still fucking French fry. Um, and they bring out Heinz ketchup, the only ketchup that should exist, and Mahomes asks for hunts instead and then proceeds to not <laughs> dump the hunts on his palm frites. He dumps it all over his steak. You, you're the, the steak. You, you grew from a, from an embryo to a calf to, to a cow were butchered and traveled all across the country and then made it to this plate just to be smothered in the worst ketchup that has ever been created and then shoved down the gullet of that frog voice dickhead can you imagine <laughs> what a terrible existence oh it's i had a i actually had a, <laughs> i had a new york strip steak for dinner tonight and when i opened yeah when i opened the fridge the first condiment i saw was ketchup oh my god that's so gross yeah man. it's so yeah, yeah. so gross <laughs> so i the ad. I don't even. The ad that they put out of him working yeah, out. So this is. It's like the Clay Thompson ad. Clay Thompson sponsored by chocolate milk. And there's like a Clay Thompson ad where he's shooting bass. He's like he's shooting in the gym. <sighs> and he reaches and grabs. <laughs> he reaches. Dude, I can't. He grabs the chocolate milk. 
So this I can't. <laughs> this Patrick Mahomes ad, he's working out. <laughs> And he reaches over and grabs his big bowl of mac and cheese and, mac and cheese. coats oh it gosh. coats it in Hunt's ketchup. Bright red Hunt's ketchup. Oh my gosh. Dude, first of all, yeah, thanks for bringing up that Clay Tom or Clay Thompson thing. Dude, it oh my gosh. Could you imagine like, you know, just going out, hooping your heart out, and then coming in the house and be like, give me that give me that milk and just <laughs> chugging a freaking milk. And the worst part about that is he doesn't go to a refrigerator and gets it. He just picks it up. So it's like cold working its way to room temperature chocolate milk. Ugh, dude, I can't even imagine being hot and sweaty and disgusting like that and chugging milk. I also can't imagine being hot and sweaty and then getting a bowl of hot macaroni and cheese and putting freaking Hunt's ketchup all over the top of it. Dude. Who, what's your target demographic? If you're the ads department for what, what, what are you shooting for there? You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so foul. That's so foul. And like I said on Instagram, dude, if you're, if you're, it's one thing to call it. If, if you use hunts ketchup, but if you call it cats up, I have no time for you. If you know anybody in your life that calls ketchup cats up, get rid of them. Get rid of them. So, oh my God. So yeah, Chiefs minus two and a half. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like the Chiefs to, to win by at least a field goal. Um, Seattle, you had their win streak look like dog shit against San Fran last week. And the Chiefs are coming off that walk off two point conversion loss to the Chargers. Um, I expect him to buckle down and Mahomes to have a big game. Um, I, yeah, Chiefs minus two and a half. I, I, I have nothing else to say about Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs. All right, that's that's fine. All right, let's let's rattle through these last two. All right, a battle of two teams that, gosh, I don't even know where to go here. Um, had great preseason implications and high hopes, and. Uh, have just seen their season go into a free for all free fall plummet into despair Falcons versus Panthers and cam. Uh, I saw they're shutting him down, right. which is good. He needs that. Right. Um, so the line's still minus three Falcons, three point favorites coming in minus minus one sixty five on the money line over unders at 43 and a half. What do you like? I like Atlanta to cover the three. Um, Matt Ryan's still playing. Julio Jones is still playing. And was Christian was it Christian Heineke? I I I don't even know who the fuck this kid is, but he's playing quarterback for the Panthers. So, yeah, give me the Falcons minus three in this one. It's uh, I mean Atlanta's still playing for pride. Um, they're not a team to shut guys down. Julio Jones damn sure ain't stepping down. His he's he's going for yards on the season. So let him eat throw it up and let him go get the ball. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Falcons still have playmakers that can, uh, that can sort of create their own opportunities. And in Carolina, all opportunities run through cam and with him not being there. um, I just don't see where the points are going to come from. So uh, I I would anticipate Atlanta. Like you said, they're still playing for pride. I think that they're going to cover those three points or so Taylor, Taylor. Hineke Heineke. That's who it is. Yeah, what, he, he's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, all right, last last NFL game, free pick. Here we go. Uh, Vikings, Minnesota Vikings gets taken on Detroit Lions. Vikings coming in six point favorites, minus two seventy five on the money line. Over unders at forty two and a half. This is I'm gonna look real quick before we dive into that. This is the lowest as far as league wide when I'm looking at at lines. This is the lowest week I've seen as far as over under goes. Everything's sitting in the low forties with the exception of that Steelers game. Um, it makes things difficult. With things in the forties. The, the, that's why I, we're, that's why we're going I, under you know i know i understand <laughs> i'm just saying i just it, it freaks me out that's all all right so over unders at 42 and a half what do you like with this game i like the under in this um i i thought i kind of whoa, 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 whoa. oh what i uh, give me a second okay all right i like the under and i also like minnesota minus six okay i like both of these um both defenses are competent and you know show potential at times um one of the offenses is competent in the vikings and shows potential at times the lions offense is miserable matt stafford i feel for you man outside of calvin johnson you've never had anybody around you um they're shutting carry on johnson down for the year so we're looking at legarrett blunt and theo riddick out of the backfield for the lions uh, I, I think the Vikings probably win this game like 27 to 10 or something like that. So I like the minus six for the Vikings who are fighting for a playoff spot. They are in the wild card as we speak. So they need to win out. Um, I think the Vikings could be a scary team come playoff time because their defense is good and Dalvin cooks healthy and Kirk Cousins is due for a, you like that game. One of those just big, I'm going to come in and prove everybody wrong games. So I, hmm. Vikings are scary. I, I do think they have potential to, you know, make some noise in the playoffs. But you got to get there. You got to win this game. So I like Vikings minus six and the under. So I'm in agreement with where we're going. I don't agree how we're going to get there, though. Um, and I say that in the sense that, Obviously, Detroit's going to have a hard time putting points on the board, so they're not going to be contributing much to the overall line itself. But Minnesota has seen great success the last two weeks with their whole running back by committee thing that they're doing. I think that they've under they're they're sort of coming to grips with the fact that Kirk Cousins isn't necessarily as comfortable right from the jump as they thought he was going to be, and they've sort of I don't want to say they've navigated away from him, but they have sort of you know started you know utilizing the run game a little bit more and in doing so we're going to eat up quite a bit more clock uh this time which is going to contribute to us getting to that that under the 42 and a half uh and i think we cover the six or minnesota is going to cover the six just off the fact that detroit just doesn't have anybody that can score the ball uh so but yeah I, i'm i'm agreeing with how we're going to get or with where we're going i'm just i don't necessarily know if we're going to get there by Kirk cousins having a show and out game Oh, maybe he will. I don't know. Right. We'll no, I'm saying I, I'm saying Kirk Cousins could have that in the playoffs. Um, oh, okay. They, they, they fired their offensive coordinator, who was pass, 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 pass. And last right. week was their first chance with a new OC to actually display the run game. And Latavius Murray looked good. Alvin Cook obviously looked good. They put up 41, but that's on a you know abysmal Miami defense. Um, let's. Mm. Kirk Cousins needs to throw at least one touchdown to Stephon Diggs. 
I need it. Fantasy football championship. Need me some digs. I don't give a shit about your fantasy football. All right. Don't be salty. <laughs> Look at that. Hey, if you ain't first, you're last. So. That's true. That's true. You're absolutely right. And, and if you're in my shoes, you're actually in last. So um, there you have it. All right. Want to switch something up. As far as free picks go, that's all we're that's all we're doing that's going to be relevant this very moment. But we have done some uh, deliberating, and we have found some decent wagers out there on the Internet that we think that people can take advantage of, and we want to present these to you guys. All of these are readily available. Uh, they are readily available on my bookie. So if you go to mybookie.ag, you can find these. And these are real bets that you can place and they are uh, real things that you can make money off of. So soup, I know you've had time to think about some of these, but I'm anxious to see if anything has changed since we, we, we started preparing for this. Okay. Oh, I'm ready. All right. So first and foremost, I want to start with all things British. All right. Now, do you want to start with the with with the British thing that goes after your head or the British thing that goes after your heart? We'll go with the British thing that goes after your heart. All right, Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. She got knocked. <laughs> she <laughs> she's knocked up. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Uh, her and Prince Harry uh, got a little naked and uh, apparently made a baby. Wasted and no time. No time. Wasted, wasted no time. <laughs> Wow, I'm I'm just I don't I don't you know nobody's gonna fault him. Um all right. So first wager regarding Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's baby. That what is she she's the Duchess of Sussex? Mm. Cambridge. That's a good question. Worcester. <laughs> Hunts. Yeah. Now what is she? She's the Duchess of Paprika. I don't know what I don't. She's a Duchess of something. Anyway, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry. Is the baby going to be a ginger? Yes, is coming in at plus one thousand. No, is coming in at minus two thousand. Yeah, I mean it's it's no. Uh, Meghan Markle has to has to have the ginger gene. Um, if she does not, it's impossible. Even if she does, it's a twenty five percent chance. So, judging off Meghan Markle. I'm going to say she does not have the ginger gene. Um, so okay. yeah, we're going to say no. Her sister might, though. You see that, 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 that her sister, her sister's got the lazy eye and the weird lip. Um, yeah. She's like, sp- it's like the which. opposite of Kate Middleton. Um, what's right. Pip, what, what's her Pippa. name? Pippa. Pippa Middleton. Yeah. Pippa. She used to Pippa. talk to town. Well, it's because Pippa li- lives in the squat rack. Right. Um, yeah. So. Now, the, I, here's what I understand, right, is that how, from a genetic standpoint, and you, you, maybe you're smarter than me when it comes to this. I don't, more, I don't more know. More than likely. <laughs> um, how is it that something that looks like Meghan Markle comes out of a whole f- family of uggos the way that she did? Like, how does that happen? Because, like, her dad, her sister, everybody else that I've ever seen them, like, put on magazine looks like they're straight beat up like they got just they got just beat with a stick but Meghan Markle obviously doesn't look like that genetically how is that even possible 
I, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any answer to that. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Here we go. Gender of the baby, boy or girl? Boy, obviously, this is a pick 'em. Never mind. I don't know why I almost gave you odds on a 50 50. How stupid would that have been? Well, <laughs> so it's a pick 'em. Technically, more girls are born. Um, it actually it evens out because baby boys are genetically stronger and they survive, you know, the, the, the first couple months, uh, baby girls aren't as strong, but technically more girls ooh, are born. Ooh, right, listen, careful it's, now. It's, per, uh, it's, it's 2018. You can't say girls aren't as strong as men. Right. They can do anything a, a man can do. Right. Okay. Uh, girl, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to go with girl. So a non-ginger girl. All right, I'm I'm going for the wild card here. I'm going to create a prop on my bookie and go with non-binary is what I'm going to go with. They're going to be the first non-binary affirming royal couple where they're going to let the the, the kid decide its gender. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, gender, right? They're they're going to call it Zim Zim with a Z. That's what it's going to be. Mater Zim so, first. Not yep. It's going to be the the, the what do you, what would you mix if if it's a prince and a and a princess dude Meghan markle's dad kind of looks like wilford brimley from the diabetes commercials that's what i'm saying bro <laughs> I, I don't know how she exists how did that i don't understand uh, i don't get it no offense like i'm not I, trying to be rude but her mom kind of looks like a beat up old condoleezza rice that's what i'm saying bro <laughs> her whole family is busted whole family busted uh, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Good honor. She like literally whatever little angel was inside of her mom mixing and matching DNA, creating that little baby, just decided to take all the best DNA from like her great great grandma and throw all of her mom's shit away and just use that. I don't know. It's te- oh gosh. Anyway, all right. Is the baby gonna be born in the morning or the evening? Morning. AM or PM? AM. Morning. Yes, sir. Okay, you just, that's it. We're just morning, morning time, baby. A girl in the morning. All right, here we go. Days of the week. Look, I don't, I don't want to. Well, I'm not going to read. Yeah, we, read we, we all know the what the seven days of the week are, Dale. Uh, I'm having, I'm struggling here. I need something to drink. So, Goodness gracious. So we went over this. Um, I'm not going to get into it because you're going to, you know, you're going to call me an idiot again. But. No, I'm not. If it's not by natural birth. If well, it'll it will be natural. Right. I am going to call you. <laughs> if it's if it if she gets in, um, induced, it's more more likely that it's going to be a Thursday or Friday, baby. I'm going oh, with Thursday. I'm going. Dude, with that's Thursday. not that doesn't apply here. That does not apply. What's, it's she's what, not going to have a baby at a public hospital. They don't give a shit about the weekend. What's the odds-on favorite? Thursday. Right. Thursday. It is. What's the odds on That's that? That's because whoever's what's the odds on that? Plus plus three fifty. Boom. A morning I... non ginger girl on a Thursday. Lock it in. Oh my gosh. And that, all that's predicated on the fact that you think that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to induce her. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, there is a way that they have to induce her. I mean it's well there okay. she has yeah, forty two okay. weeks, she has to be induced. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very good on the math. Yep, yeah. If she's if she's carrying the baby for a year and three months, they'll induce her. You're right. Goodness gracious! All right. Do you want do you want to make do you want to take a stab at the name or no? It's I it not Diana. 
What about Alice? Al- Alice is like second on the list as far as odds go for whatever reason. Unless faults. And stuff. I don't it's know. It's got to be some sort of their... lineage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. No, I, I mean, I just don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be Diana. All right. I'm I'm just going to throw. I'm throwing it out there. I'm going with Grace. Grace is coming in at plus 2,500. Yeah, I could see that. That's what I'm going with. Assuming that it's a girl. Um, assuming that it's a girl, I'm going with Grace. And if it's a boy, sleeper pick, I'm going with Jack for plus 5,000. Right, that's got, that's a little bias, but okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Okay. That's what I'm going with. All right. So speaking of babies, we've <laughs> This is a good this is a really bad segue. Yeah, that's a bad segue. But anyway, speaking of babies, <laughs> you go on my bookie right now and there are there are death matchups available. Oh <laughs> and one of them is a gauntlet of pedophiles <laughs> up to and including Jerry Lee Lewis, Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, Jerry Sandusky, Harvey Weinstein, and Subway Jared all pitted head to head as to who will die first. Listen, you want to take, listen, <laughs> take a shot at this. The laughter and the segue do not get it twisted. Guys, we are an anti pedophile podcast. We are not laughing at that by any means. Just his piss poor timing and Wait, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. sick, tw- sick, twisted segue. Get out of here! I don't care. We're, obviously, we're not pedophiles, and nobody's out there endorsing pedophilia. You don't need to apologize for that. Don't be apologetic for the sake of being apologetic. All I'm saying is, we we're talking about babies. The next thing on our docket to talk about is the pedophile wheel of death, right. and here we are. Yes. I segued into more, it. We're here now. We're already here. More than likely, Bill Cosby will be the one to die first. Due, I agree. Due to his age and him being in prison. But as you know, working in the prison system for, you know, for quite some time. Yes. The crime that Jared committed puts a bigger target on his back. Um, he's a huge underdog. Um, if I, you know, I'm guessing due to the fact that he's the youngest of that group by probably 30 years. Um. So I think Jared might be worth a stab, literally. Oh, he's worth he's worth a stab literally. for sure. No, but okay. So <laughs> he's worth multiple stabs, um, up and near the vital area. Anyway, now here's the thing with that, right? Insider information, uh, if you will, if, if people aren't aware, uh, a lot of times, especially um, of of a case of that caliber. A guy like Jared, a guy like Sandusky, um, you know, that are in prison, depending on the level of their crime, whether they go to a state prison or they go to a federal prison, they will be put in a unit that's primarily based or has a lot of um, kindred spirits as far as guys that are into whatever kind of darkness that, that Jared was into. So... There is, he, he will be amongst his peers for the most part. Now, that's not to say that he won't have a, tar- he doesn't have a target on his back and he might be getting his back blown out right now as we're talking about this. I don't know. But with the amount of money that he has and the high profile nature of his case, same thing with Jerry Sandusky, there's a good possibility that they are um, 
very supervised um, and very looked after. And while they may run into minor issues from time to time, the old, um, you know, wives tale or urban legend that you're, you know, you go in as a pedophile and, and, and your life is just, you know, shit from sun up to sundown, especially I will say this, having worked in the federal prisons, it's, it's not like that. It's like that on some yards. It's not like that on every yard. So a lot of it is location specific. And while I would love to see nothing more than to see Jared at the end of a foot long day in and day out, that's not, that's probably not what's happening to him. But uh, what makes him the underdog to die first is definitely, like you said, you hit the nail on his head. It's his age. And Bill Cosby, on the other hand, Bill Cosby will carry tons of clout in prison that people will not go after him as being a sexual predator. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. That's that was America's dad for the longest time before Tom Hanks took over. Bill Cosby is in a Bob unit. I guarantee. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, you talking about pedophiles? Let me find. I'm telling you right now. T- Twenty years from now, Bob Saget. I'm telling you. Yeah, something's gonna come out. Yeah, something's coming out. Hell, didn't he just marry a girl that's like twenty something? I think so. Yeah, that dude's creepy and you shit. Just gotta man. Look, I wouldn't. Uh, you got to look at it this way: the, look at look at the girls that came out of Full House. Look at how their life ended up hanging around Bob Saget too much. You know what I'm saying, bro? Now, what's her face is uh, related to um, the other kid from? Um, oh my god! The only one that's normal is the girl that played DJ. Yeah, that's what I'm talking she's, about. She's, she's uh, in she... every single Hallmark Christmas movie known to man. Well, she's wholesome. Her dude, DJ and Topanga are the all are the all American girls. Yeah, all American. Yeah. Like if somebody were to look up, like you know, like when 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 ISIS is thinking about what the all American woman looks like, they're thinking of Topanga and DJ Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff Liz, too. Yeah, McGuire for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what the all American girl looks like, Lizzie McGuire. Doesn't Hillary? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All right. Let's do two more of these death ones. Let's do two more death ones. We'll save some of these. Um, I got, I, I got one for you. Speaking of teen starlets, who's going to die first? Demi Lovato mm. or Artie Lang? Mm, this is tough. Um, this is mm, Artie Lang. Man. <laughs> how's Artie how Artie Lang is alive is a mystery I have no idea I mean he's living his best life you know yeah um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Demi Lovato because I think if Artie hasn't died yet I don't think it's happening I think Demi Lovato probably relapses and uh and you know goes out I- I'll go Demi Lovato here Demi Lovato, uh, blazing spoon of glory. Really? That's yeah. what you're going with, Demi Lovato. What's the odds on her? <laughs> She's the minus 140 favorite. Holy Demi Lovato wow. is a fa- is, is favored to die before Artie Lang. I, I honestly think it's going to be Artie first. but I mean, um, every artery and just everything in his body has to be clogged and working at like 5% by now. For sure. I mean, Absolutely. Drinks, you know what? He, drinks, smokes. Eats like hell, does every drug under the sun. I mean, 
Yeah, that's crazy. What are, what are the odds of Artie Lang getting hooked up with Diamond Dallas Page and getting on that DDP yoga and like completely turning it around? Uh, a plus three million. Plus three million. All right. Yeah. I might have to throw a dollar on that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> one last one here. You know what? I'm calling an audible. I'm calling an audible. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, no, you don't want me to do it? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Okay. A guy. So I'm looking at a list of people that they're betting on who's going to die first. Realistically, how shocked are you? Who? Okay, let's put it this way. Who do you think should be on this list? Because you and I have gone over this already. Who should be on this list that isn't, that, you, that, that, you, that you'd be shocked isn't on here? Like for real. Oh, like just a group of who you can bet against? Well, no, just I'm looking at this, right? And I'll tell you who uh, all these celebrities on here are matched up with certain people that may they may or may not die before. Right. I cannot believe that Steve-O is not on this list anywhere. Well, he got sober. Steve-O. Okay, but he's still doing stunts and stuff. He just jumped off a bridge right. a while back and like broke both of his ankles and his legs and everything else. He's got Chuck Liddell choking him unconscious and on like the base camp of Mount Everest or wherever they were at. Um, he's still doing dangerous shit. He's just not doing whippets until he can't stand anymore. Well, I think it's I think it's as far as you have to find somebody with it because you know what I mean. Artie Lang and Demi Lovato are both drug related. You have all the pedophiles. Who could you really possibly put in the same category as Steve? I mean, Ryan Dunn's already dead. That's true. So, I mean, uh, Knoxville is Hollywood. Dude, Knoxville. He's Hollywood now, though. He did all his own stunts for that um that, that movie yes. he just made that nobody went and saw. Yeah, right. He did, but it wasn't. And it, Okay, here's one. I, I'm going to make I'm going to make one up. Fat slob, so. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Who's going to die first? Sylvester Stallone or Arnold? Wow. Wow. I'm going to go Sly. I'll say Sly dies first. He's got those Italian genes, though. You know, Italians live forever. Yeah, but Arnie's the governor. He's not anymore. Not anymore. We're right. Right. Hmm. I I still, you want to throw Hulk Hogan in the mix there, too? It's a little three-way. No, Hulk's going to live forever. I'll tell you right now, Hulk's <laughs> going to live forever. Ain't no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk out. Let's say right now, Hulk outlives all three of them. I'll tell you right now, unless his kid hits and kills him with a car like he did that lady in Florida, Hulk oh, lives and beats God. all three of them. Yeah. Okay. Vince McMahon. Yeah, people forget that. People forget that. That Hulk Hogan's kid's a killer. Yes, yes. Um. Vince McMahon or who? Or does Hulk outlive Vince McMahon? Yeah. Oh gosh, I feel like Vince McMahon might be alive until he's 130. He's gonna. He definitely has the money to stay alive that long. Hell, Hulk does now too. Imagine that, dude. So think about all the money Hulk Hogan just made off that lawsuit. He made more money off that lawsuit for banging that dude's wife than he ever made wrestling. He literally made more money after he was done being famous. Yeah. Sort of like George Foreman. Like George Foreman's made more off grills that suck. I don't care who you are. I hate. I bought a George Foreman grill. I don't. I didn't like it at all. Did you like it? Did you have one? No, I. I've never eaten off a of Foreman. I only burnt my foot yeah. on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you bake, making bacon in bed. Right. No, I. 
I was not impressed yeah. with George. I, some people love George Foreman grills. I personally did not. Um, you know, when I was that newlywed life, we bought we bought one and we used it a lot, but I I was never, you know, they were gross to clean and just anyway. But no, the, the case in point is George Foreman made more money off grills than he ever did boxing. Um, Hulk Hogan made more money off banging that DJ's wife than he ever did being you know, the center point for Hulkamania. Vince McMahon has more, you know, he literally has like wipe your butt with money, money. Um, and I think, I think he obviously has the money to stay alive. I, I could see Vince McMahon being one of those ones where it's like a head in like a glass jar encased in um like formaldehyde and like, or he's somehow uploaded his consciousness into something else and stays alive. Definitely think so. Yeah, we, uh, we got we really got off track here. I'm sorry. All right, so last well, one, Charlie uh, Sheen. Okay. Charlie Sheen, Magic Johnson. Ah, uh, Charlie Sheen, Magic. I don't. Does Magic even have AIDS? HIV? Whatever. I don't. I don't think he did. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so I think that's what happened. I think he has prevented himself to going full, full blown AIDS. AIDS. Yeah, he's just HIV right. positive. Right. Yeah. Which kudos to modern medicine because HIV is not a death sentence anymore, which is good. Right. Uh, that's, 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 that's absolutely amazing. So kudos to scientists as well. Um, I don't even know necessarily if Charlie Sheen's alive right now though. So even though he's the odds on favorite, uh, he's the two to one favorite to, 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 to die before magic Johnson. I don't know if he's actually alive still. That might be, this might be a bad bet. Um, or one that needs updated. Who? Charlie Sheen. I don't know. I mean, Oh yeah. What was the last time anybody saw Charlie Sheen? Oh yeah. That's, I don't, I haven't. That's for sure. Exactly. Right. All right. So Charlie Sheen's dying before Magic Johnson. Uh, Bill Cosby's the first pedophile to hit to to kick the bucket, and Demi Lovato. We're going is dying before Artie Lang. All right, man. I got one for you here. Yeah. What's Are up? Are you familiar with who Kirk Douglas is? Of course. Okay. Kirk Douglas or Bob Barker? Hmm. Mm. That's tough. Mm. I feel like I've seen, like at the grocery store, I feel like I've seen Kirk Douglas. People talk like whatever, that Hollywood son or whatever, talking about him being in poor health already. I don't ever see that for Bob Barker. Well, I mean, Kirk Douglas is 101 years old. Bob Barker is just a young 93. So, But here's the thing, though, is Bob Barker might have been dead for years. They just bring him out. They just sort of wheeled him out. He could have been animatronic, like right. Ex Machina. Right. He might be dead already. Hell, Drew Carey might be dead already. And they just program, they just put the, the prices right operating system and whoever it is that, that, that they want it to look like. Because the whole, this is all a simulation anyway. So they, they literally just plug in whatever sim they want to use and upload the prices right software into the operating system. All right, I got one more for you that, you know, I'm making these up as we go. You're, you're ready for this? Yeah. Kim Jong-un or Rupert Murdoch? What? Yeah. How on earth did you come across that? Okay, we'll go back. What? Wilford Brimley or Kim Jong-un? Oh, man. See? You got the 35-year-old little freaking what did trump uh rocket, rocket man, man. Little rocket man yeah or you've got 
Diabetes. Diabetes is work. Diabetes is working against them. So you got to go with Brimley. Okay. I just just based off medical diagnosis that I'm aware of. Um, obviously, I think Kim Jong Un probably has hypertension and high blood pressure and uh, borderline morbid obesity. Brimley's still not in great shape, and, and he's got diabetes and has had it for a prolonged period of time. And as you and I know, diabetes the long you the longer you have it, the more uh, ravenous it can be on your body. So I'm going with Brimley on that. I don't know what you know. Well, I'm just listen. If you can, so I got these those two. Um, I got sucked into the dark side of the internet. I'm actually looking at an actual celebrity Deadpool. Um, oh, yeah, and Wilford Brimley and Kim Jong Un are ranked side by side. So there's you know they're 56 and 57 on the celebrity list. Number one was the late great uh, HW. So. Kirk Douglas is number Lenny. two. Um, other big names. Bob Barker's at 11. Uh, Harry Kissinger's at 16. Bob Dole is at 19. So it's this. Bob Dole, man. I haven't heard that name yeah. forever. Carl uh, Reiner. So there's a lot of. One name that's not on here Regis Philbin. I don't see him anywhere. Is he dead yet? Is he already, when it, already dead? No, he's not. No, my bookie has him going head to head with Bob Barker, Regis Philbin, Bob Barker. Yeah, Bob Barker is going to outlive him for sure. Oh, so they got Regis as the uh, as the uh, the underdog there. Underdog. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Remember, you remember like in high, like in school, where we do like when every time there was like a presidential election, they would like have like the class vote, you know, as if who the class was going to vote for president. Did you did you ever right. do that? Yeah. I remember the last time I heard Bob Dole is whenever I voted for him in a, in a classroom election. It's a good vote. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I used to, I used to vote for uh, him because uh, I thought it was funny that his name was on fruit. And then I used to um, also vote for Ross Perot as well because of the rare occasions where we'd get to stay up late at night and watch Saturday night live and, Dana Carvey would make fun of him. I always <laughs> thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So many a classroom vote was thrown away on Ross Perot Anyways, <laughs> with, with no idea of his politics. All right, man, that's it. Tons of free picks this week, even more next week, big giveaway. Like I said, all you got to do guys is follow us on Instagram. I'm telling you right now, it's a giveaway that you're going to want to be a part of. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I just want you to go ahead and follow us. Uh, I guarantee you it will be worth your while. You go back and look at some of the other giveaways we've done. We've given away Amazon gift cards. We've given away copies of video games for systems of choice. We've done it all. And this one's going to be bigger and better and better than all of those. So like I said, follow us on Instagram and uh, make yourself eligible for sure. And uh, until shoot, man, I guess next Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, so no, no Tuesday it. touchback. No Tuesday touchback. All right, well, I'll, I'll say this then. Um, not just because it's Christmas, but whatever it is that you're celebrating, um, or if you're not celebrating at all, it is, you know, I always try to, to to be positive and encouraging and tell you guys be nice to each other, be kind. Um, you know, and a lot of people embody that spirit more this time of year than any other. So if this is the time of year where you really feel the need to or the pull to lean in and be nicer to people by app by all means dive headfirst into that uh enjoy the holidays um 
if you can, um, try to surround yourself with people that you care about. And if you can't, uh, and you need somebody to talk to about it, you know, just hit us up on social media. I'll be glad to talk to any of you guys about anything. Um, so whatever you guys need this holiday season, just know you're not alone. Know that you're cared for, know that somebody loves you and, uh, try to spend as much of this time as you can with people that you love and you care about and be good to each other. I'll talk to everybody after Christmas. If I don't talk to you on social media before then I'm out. Yeah, guys. Um, enjoy your Christmas. Uh, you know, we're not here to preach to you, but don't lose sight of what Christmas is really about. Um, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Winston Churchill. It's Christmas is a season of not only rejoicing, but of reflection. So Merry Christmas. And we'll talk to you guys next week. You better say it right now. Not saying it. Dude, you, you can't. You can't do that. This th- you can't. You got to say not it. Saying it, I didn't say it when Stanley died. I left it with a Stanley quote, and I didn't say it on Thanksgiving. So I'm not saying it now. But Churchill's been dead for fifty fucking dude. He's been dead for but years. It's Christmas. Oh my gosh, dude. All right, all right. Um, no, it's no, all right. Fine, no, don't worry I, about I, it. I'm stopping. No, it right you're now. not. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with. Uh, mince pies. <laughs> Wait, what are we in the 1800s? <laughs> mince pies, Christmas gifts, and oh, this is terrible. <laughs> Never mind. I should. We could have ended this a long time ago. All right, guys. Merry Christmas.